Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hey lovers, happy Monday and welcome to Sex at Work, a podcast where the personal and professional overlap. I am your host, Wyatt Lee, and today I will be sharing with you one of my Sex at Work stories, plus a little glance at a Reddit thread on that topic. If you would like to submit a sex story or a Sex at Work story, please write to me through sexstoriespodcast.com. So, traveling back in time just over seven years, I was 25, and even though I had quit working at the bar for a couple of years, my boss, I've never had a job where they haven't invited me to come back. So it's been very hard to be an independent artist because I'm always like, wait, people are like, will you help me with this? Will you do this? Can I hire you for this? And I said yes for a long time. So I had said yes to bartending again. It was fun. It was social. I realized I loved wearing slutty clothes. I loved to flirt. I loved, I worked at kind of a dive bar called Backstage. It's across the street from Sony, one of the studios. And I just loved my regulars. I loved giving good service. I was the person that was genuinely like, 
Do you need anything else? Can I get you a water? Do you want to stay hydrated? You know, like I just love taking care of people in that way. And when I was bartending this time, it was overlapping a little bit with my work with the pickup artist. So I had just started working with them and I was sort of infusing my work at the bar with all the things that I was learning from them. And in a very fun, like low stakes way, I was practicing flirting and pickup lines. And in all of the years that I worked at the bar, I only actually called three people. And this is the story of the third one that I called. So on this particular day in July, it was early evening. I hadn't been on my shift for too long. And I remember I was wearing fishnets that were a little bit ripped and one of my cutoff short shorts and cleavage and a push-up bra. And I had my long blonde hair, which I would like let stay wild for most of the time, unless I was like very hot, then I'd put it up. But I remember I had it down today that day. But I remember I had it down that day. And a guy came in all by himself just to eat dinner and wait for traffic to die down because he was on his way to Comic-Con for work. And so he was just killing time. And he started a tab up at the bar and we were just flirting so much. And now at the time, I had accidentally been the third person in a love triangle with a lot of guys in college who had, I, I found out later they had girlfriends. And so I was like kind of crinkly about that. But I had not yet delved into the land of married men. And at the time, I was still sort of like, no, 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 no. Like, that's taboo. And I still definitely today think that if people don't have agreements, that's not for me. But back then, poly stuff was just starting to be on my radar. Like, I had just had my first threesome a few months prior. And so I was just sort of like thinking about it. But I wasn't very educated about any of the stuff. But this man at the bar even though he was much older, he was in his 40s, <laughs> which I knew because I looked at his ID. I could see exactly how old he was. And I had never dated anyone or been attracted to anyone that was more than 10 years older than I was at that point. And so I had this kind of like thrill because back then having chemistry with a random stranger when I had no idea why chemistry might happen. And, you know, that feeling where you're just like, I don't know, but it feels magical. Like we had such witty banter. He was very, very smart, very, very charming, very just easy and great to talk to. And when it was time for him to go, he asked me if I still had his credit card back there because he'd opened a tab. And I was using this line at the time that I just thought was very funny. And I was like, I do have it. And if you let me keep it, I'll send you a picture of whatever I get at Agent Provocateur. And he took out his wallet and he said, well, don't use that one. I need that one back. But you can use this one. Spend up to $1,000. And I was so shocked because I had been saying that to people, but never in my life did I think that I would get an actual yes. And so I was like a puppy. I remember I put it in my pocket and like pretended to be cool and like ran his other card and said goodbye. And then I ran back to keg room and I was like, I don't know what to do. I was talking to one of the other bartenders. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I was like a puppy that had caught a car and was like, what now? And I was just I remember just being so hyped up. And I also had exchanged phone numbers with this person because obviously I would have to give him the credit card back at some point. Luckily for me, I had these great people in my life at the time, pickup artists, to give me advice on exactly what to do in that situation. And I very distinctly remember getting advice and my pickup artist friend was like, well, you can't spin nothing because if you spin nothing, it's a total rejection and you like him, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 I like him. Like, I want to just see what happened. And he told me that I should spend half or just over half so I can accept it, but also leave room for more and not give the impression that I'm just like trying to take advantage, but picking something that's like 
fun and flirty and still kind of like plays out the fantasy and gives him the thrill of like, holy shit, this is happening, but also makes a situation so that he doesn't have this total backlash of like, oh, this person's a greedy money grabber that's just trying to take all they can get. Looking back, I'm like, maybe I should have just been a greedy money grabber. And I, I don't know. I don't know. But I took his advice. I went to Agent Provocateur in Beverly Hills, like walking, you know, down Rodeo Drive. And I had another story that happened in that walk, but that's for another day. And I went in and suddenly I was so nervous because I had never purchased anything with anyone else's credit card before. And I was like, oh my God, what if they think I am a sugar baby or like, what do I do if they ask for my ID? Like, I remember just being so nervous and I was like, I won't know what to do, you know, because I'm such a rule follower and I'm slowly but surely learning to break rules. What's well, funny, if I'm by myself and a rule doesn't make sense, then I ignore it. But if I'm around other people in society, like I absolutely have that good girl 2.0 streak where I'm like, I will follow the rules and I will, but I'm an independent woman and I will do whatever I want and I'll get it all myself. So I'm trying to change that now and like invite in more receiving. But at the time, I didn't know what to do and I was not used to having fancy store ladies wait on me. And that store is very small and there were two women working and there was nobody else in there at the time. And so I went in and I was like, I'm looking for an outfit, you know, in the 500 ish dollar range. And, you know, when it kind of just told them it was for my lover and that that he had sent me to buy this and it's a surprise. And so they were like, oh, totally. And they and they showed me this beautiful black little strappy thing and I tried it on and it was so it sang to me and that was like 400 something and then I got some thigh highs that I almost like gagged because they were like more than $50 and I just couldn't imagine like why or how a thigh high could be so expensive and I will say I still have those thigh highs today and their elastic is still great and the way that they like wrap around my leg it doesn't squeeze it too tight and looks weird so I, I don't know um, is it worth $50? I, I don't know. Everyone has different value around money. But I was just so, I remember my nervous system firing throughout the whole thing. And this black little strappy thing had a line that went up, like through through my boobs, up my chest cleavage, and then had a tiny little, almost like collar-like thing around my neck. And they were like, oh, it comes with this little like strap. It can be a bracelet or a leash. And I remember thinking like, ooh, a little extra strap. And I like wore it around my wrist. And I just couldn't understand at the time. I was like, what do you mean a leash? Like for what? <laughs> it's just so funny to look back on 25-year-old me. And and I will say it would not be a very robust leash. It was kind of short and not very strong. But I guess if you were just like being led around at a party or something, it could be very fun. So I was stoked. I went home. I took a very sexy picture in it. I also sent that very sexy picture to one of the bartenders I was working with who I had a big crush on who I just thought was hot as fuck because he was there when I was like, oh, I got the credit card. What do I do? And then I sent it to the person who had given me his credit card. And he was like, great. Well, when do I get to see this in person? And at that point, I was like, I don't think I'm ready to go all the way through with anything with a married man. And that was a, a point in my life where I was like still counting lovers and being very thoughtful about people. And it's not that I'm not thoughtful. It was a different flavor of thoughtful. I was more thoughtful about things like numbers and societal shoulds and like not as thoughtful about my actual desire and the connection between the person and like what it would mean. And still, he didn't have an agreement with his wife. So that was probably also a big hesitation. I don't remember exactly. I don't I don't know if that time if he had had an agreement with his wife. I don't know if that I would have understood it or like that that would have made it better. But 
I didn't know what to do. So I said, why don't you schedule a meeting with me at your office? I'll bring it and show you then. And I don't know what this man was thinking or what I was doing, but he said, okay. And he put me on his schedule, on his work schedule. And he works at a large company that I was very excited to go in to have a practice meeting at. Because I also just hadn't had very many big meetings in big buildings in big important places where important things happen. So I thought at the very least, it would be like a fun experiment to go in and sort of like talk to an executive and, you know, see what I could see and just just have the whole experience. And to his credit, this man read my script, gave me fantastic notes and conducted an entire actual meeting. And that was pretty fucking cool. And... Underneath my button-up and underneath the skirt that I wore, the skirt that was very easy to pull up, I wore the strappy thing. And I did not tell him I was wearing it underneath my clothes. And it wasn't until we finished the meeting part of our meeting that I was like, do you want to see what I bought? And he's like, I'd love to. And I think he thought that I was going to get it out of my bag when I bent down. And it's important for me to also tell you at this point in the story that his office and all of the offices in this building had walls of glass. And so while our sides were shielded, behind me was glass and he was facing the glass. So I bent down as if to get something out of my bag, but I just unbuttoned my top. And when I stood back up, I just had pulled it open and was pulling my skirt down so that he could see the whole thing. And I will never forget his frozen face trying not to make too big of an expression, but also like drinking all of it in. And I don't even remember if he said anything or if I said anything. I think at some point I was like, there it is. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure and if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. And as I tell that story, I hear it and I'm like, I don't know how I even did that. That doesn't sound like me. That sounds like wild and crazy and exciting. 
And I also was just so attracted to him. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just behaving like I was just drawn by attraction. And this was also around the time where I started doing more risque photo shoots on model mayhem with random photographers. And my former master actually recently found me in one of those old shoots. And he was like, who is this? And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And like, wow, I can't believe this guy is still making money off that. I only got paid two hundred dollars. And so when I was off shooting this indie film in Vegas a couple weeks later, I was fantasizing about that experience and the glass office so much and like the idea of just being on someone's desk and getting ravished at work. And so I think, I guess now I'm sort of like, what, don't other people have those stories like late at night in the office? I don't know. You know, um, apparently nobody so far has let me know. So that like really fueled my fantasy life for a while. But unfortunately, I went and shot that indie movie in Vegas and got a boyfriend, but also learned about legal brothels for the first time. And so that's where that fantasy started to come from. And so it was never meant to be with that guy who gave me the wonderful experience of like, here, have this credit card. <laughs> but I still have the lingering fantasy about reaching out seven years later. I probably won't, but it's just like a fun thing to hold on to. So that is the story of the one thing I have ever purchased from Agent Provocateur. A girl can dream of more things, but also clothing is not the most important thing in my life to me, especially at this point. If I get funds, I'd like to put it toward the mobile dungeon, but also Dante will need clothing. So now switching gears a little bit, I went on Reddit to see if people might have some sex at work stories. And this was just the first thing I stumbled across. Secret sex at work with a coworker. Is a fantasy possible? I work in a warehouse setting, and while I work, frequently think about how a person could pull off having sex with a coworker at work. There are a lot of nooks and crannies that are out of eye shot and many cameras, but of course, other coworkers would be a hurdle. Has anyone actually done any sort of work setting stuff? I just find it to be a really sexy and risky fantasy. The first person responds, a bit risky. I'd suggest maybe a little hug and kiss stuff in the nook somewhere at work, but actual sex off-site. There are cheap motels all around. If you get caught at work, you'd be fired. Why risk it? <laughs> Spoken like someone who values safety. I hear it. I'd never actually risk it, but the idea is sexy, says another. A third says, actually doing it is so fucking hot. My friends with Benefit and I used to work at a very popular theme park in Florida, run by a mouse with a winky face. We found some very fun places to have sex. Were we on the clock? Yes. Would we have been so fired had we been caught? Oh, yes. But those memories are priceless and we still talk about them. I'm not saying definitely do it, but I sure had fun. <laughs> I want details. Another person says, I got a BJ one time while working at Walmart in the tire and lube shop. Amazing. Oh, my dreams of lube shops. Every time I drive past a shop that says lube, I am the child inside of me that is a <laughs> So this person says, I got a BJ one time while working at Walmart in the tire and lube shop area, and this female and myself had become friends and worked well with each other. One day, we were both working in the hole, draining the oil, and checking the driveline and stuff for leaks, and she'd asked me for help with a particular car that just barely fit over the running board, so the only way to see us was to actually come down the catwalk. And there was a door, so we could hear if anyone would come down, and I come over to her side of the hole, and she said she needed help. So I thought nothing of it. And the next thing I know, she's kissing me. She had a butt plug in and was horny as hell. And well, one thing led to another and she pulls my junk out and sucks me off and we continue our shift the whole time. I am shocked and we do our shift and 
Yeah, she'd put a plug in and she wanted the dick. <laughs> what a funny way to end it. I love it. Another person says anything is possible and I'm sure you can make it happen. I've known people to fool around at my job. And hell, I've beaten off more than once on the clock. Just remember, where there's a will, there's a way. I like that optimism. Another person says, if you care about your job, it's definitely not worth it. If it's Walmart or something, maybe not such a big deal. Ooh, I hear some judgment in that one, but okay. I think you could be at a job. No, obviously it depends on your job and it depends on the circumstances. And I don't have a regular job, so a lot of this is fantasy for me. But I just imagine that there have to be like, off hours times that there have to be sexy things that started at work with like sparks that like led out of work you know and so but that to me still counts as a sex at work story and then I also just feel like there are times where everyone else is out of the office or the factory or the school or wherever anyone works and I just am so curious about all the things that have gone unseen somebody else says yeah I like my job and I would never do it but it's fun to think about okay I think that's supportive Somebody else says, one of the guys I worked with in Florida was trying to hook up with one of the ladies in another unit. When we had tropical storm warnings come in, the building had to be evacuated and the power was pulled and all of the doors locked automatically. No one in, and if you didn't get out before they dropped the power, you weren't. Anyway, he and this lady decided they would have sex in one of the stairwells. They thought since the building was locked down that the cameras were off. No such luck. That video got around like someone set fire to the glades. I will say this, for the better part of 45 minutes, no position was off limits and no hole was either. They both kept their jobs, but damn, she got so many offers from then on. Hmm, okay, the writer of that story seems supportive and not too shamey, but I can't help but wonder, you know, when I hear it got around like wildfire and there were offers, I have a hard time imagining that those were not degrading, shame-filled, and kind of like perpetuating this idea. Like I have a really hard time imagining that it was like, hey, I saw your video and I was really inspired and like some of those things were actually part of my fantasy. And like if, if you ever want to, like, you know, I think you're beautiful and really hot and I'd like to get to know you more as a person if you if you want that or just like if you want to have fun with our body, like, you know, I imagine she didn't get that type of offer. I imagine it was something more like, hey, I saw what you did. You want to come suck my dick? And that's what makes me sad. Like, and those are just imaginings. I don't know. I don't have access to that story. But I dream of the world where that can circulate and it can yield offers. And it's like great for all parties involved. But I don't think that like societally we're out of that like shame zone yet. And maybe we never will be. But I'm going to do my best to see how far we can get. And the last comment. <laughs> As someone who works with CCTV, what you think is hidden might not be. Lovers, I hope that you enjoyed this little bit of sex at work to start your week off. Please remember to subscribe on YouTube or Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and be a lover who makes the world a sexier place by leaving reviews and comments and thumbs up and stars wherever you can. That is how we get the algorithm on board to make the world a more loving place. If you want to hear personal sex stories from lovers around the world, go listen to sex stories wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to listen to my personal details, see naked portraits or check out the series of curious questions to ask your next lover, or if you want to find ways to join my mission to make the world a sexier, more loving place, visit mission69.org. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at sexstoriespod and follow me at Yoli and submit sex stories, especially if you have work-related ones, via sexstoriespodcast.com. If you don't have a sex at work story to share, I would be very curious to hear what your sex at work fantasies are as well. As always, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share sex stories.
lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcasts, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, Apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection.